podcast, Johnson. Listen here, see? It's time for... Guns! Games! Cigarettes! Welcome to Guns, Dames, Cigarettes. Ooh, bang, was bang. Of, that's kind of a spooky, like, welcome. And, well, this is coming out in November, so leftovers from our October Whoa. times. <laughs> so I'm uh, Bill here with Scott, as always. Hello. And we are still officially sponsored by no one. Yeah. Independent and proud. Lucky Strikes. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> that's right. That's a defunct beer. Uh oh! Wow, that's a good question. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna search defunct beer, see what happens. I mean, I'm not that old. I know people like to think I'm ancient, but I'm not that old. I think almost every beer that would have been around when I was a kid is still around. Is yeah. Miller still a thing? Miller Genuine Draft. You never hear about it. Budweiser, you hear about it. You never hear about Miller. Like it's Miller time. Remember it's Miller time? Yeah, I know Miller High Life is still a thing. What about, uh, 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 was it uh, Red, White, and Blue? I don't know that one. It, it, we used to get it. It was like $10 for like 24 cans. Like a, like a Pabst? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's like if you took Pabst Blue Ribbon, it went, eh, not enough water. How about this? We'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about Schlitz? Schlitz, okay. That's what my dad used to drink. My dad, my dad when we were kids, uh, the neighbor would come over from next door, and he and my dad would watch the Bruins games while we were asleep. But my sister mm. and I would sneak down because they were being loud. Most of my neighbor would be drunkenly yelling at the TV in the kitchen. But it would literally be like, Sazafaza, like no words. Sazafaza? Sazafaza. So... Nice. Yeah, this week was my choice, and I chose. I want to get finally get some Peter Lorre on this uh, up in this piece. Yeah, it was good to see Peter Lorre. He couldn't save this, but yeah, he's good. He's fine. I mean, uh, well, there's something else that I feel is makes us worth watching. We'll get to it, but it is Stranger on the Third Floor, which I've read some people consider to be possibly the first of like film noir, just in terms of what was going on with the look. I, yeah. I, I had a feeling that so some others have been mentioned as well, but uh, it's, I, you could see like it was a, borderline. some of the groundwork was there. How about that? Well, is that a well, fair statement? Yeah, that's fair. What year is this? 40. 40, okay. Yeah, I read that Peter Lurie, uh, I forget what studio that did this RKO, I think. He, like, he, was, he owed them two days, so they gave him this part, which is why he's in it so little and doesn't speak much. No, oh, he's creepy as fuck in it, which is always yeah. nice. Oh, it's very funny. effective. It's funny, though, because, I don't know, Peter Lorre, if you look at him throughout the years, he, he of course, gained weight as he got older. Um, but even when he started off, M, which is one of my favorite movies ever, is before this. Yeah. Um, and he's chunkier. He's actually kind of thin in this movie. Oh, yeah, he looks almost sickly thin i think and what was that other movie that we watched with him um i think it might have been another podcast horror movie well, um, there was mad love mad love yeah uh and mad love he looked a little chunkier than this and that's right before this so yeah interesting that he seems to came to hollywood and lost some weight yeah i've just realized this is not the first peter Lorre. we did black angel and he was in that 
Oh, that's right. Yep. So that's right. But he's always you know, good Yeah. The more Lori, the better. Honestly, for real. Yeah. So I I'm not prepared. I'm gonna I wanna read the summary, but I don't have it up because I'm an idiot asshole. So the summary is a creepy man is haunted by a, a long internal monitor. Oh, <laughs> I see I what you did there. I don't have the summary. A, a a terrible main actor haunts this movie. Yeah, it was. Yeah, he was not uh, okay. An aspiring reporter is a key witness at the murder trial of a young man mm-hmm. accused of cutting a cafe owner's throat and is soon accused of a similar crime himself. Which yeah. I don't think, you, unless self-accused, really. <laughs> Something. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. At, no, at no point is he wanted for the crimes. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> but so you also had a, a young... <laughs> it's the worst crime movie ever. It's just, it's just self-inflicted. Like, ah, I might have yeah. done it. <laughs> <laughs> My dream said I did. <laughs> right. But it has a young Elisha Cook Jr. as well. I did enjoy seeing him in this movie. He He is the same exact age in this movie as in every other movie that he's in. Yeah. He was actually... Born that size, he's exactly the same. The man didn't age. I mean, you're jumping forward. House on Haunted Hill is like 20 years later. Yeah, he looks pretty much the same. Pretty much the same. Sounds the same. Yeah, crazy. Kind of like a like a beat up Mickey Rooney. <laughs> yes. is that a fair statement. Yeah, that's a, that's fair. <laughs> so it, it starts off. No, uh, I didn't really take notes on this one as I started to. It's a, it's a the, okay, the main characters, by name, you have Jane and uh, Michael Ward's the reporter, and his his lady, the dame, yeah. is uh, is uh, Jane. Um, spoiler: no guns in this one. Sorry about that. Yeah, no <laughs> cigarettes. Um, I don't know. I don't recall yeah, there being cigarettes. I'm only batting three thirty three in this one. Yeah, it's not great. I think you've you've been there before too. I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, no, my last what the window. I don't think it really had anything. So the, the actress in this movie, um, Margaret Talache. Talache, yes. <laughs> Talache. <laughs> she was married to William Wyler, um, who's a director. And then she was only in movies for uh, four years. That's it. Oh, what happened? Her biggest, my guess is she married William Wyler and had a lot of money. Oh, didn't <laughs> have to. Not, yeah. This is like by far her biggest movie. Yeah, not very big. For she had like she had like bit parts. She's uncredited in A Star Is Born. Uh, she was in The Prisoner of Zenda, which is a famous movie, but her scenes were deleted. Whoops. Uh, she's uncredited up to 1939, and then Stranger on the Third Floor, and then next year, final film role. Wow. Yep. Lived a long life though. She lived until 91. I just uh, looking at IMDb and the taglines trailing a quote unquote tiptoe killer. <laughs> yeah. That's Peter Lori. That's Peter Lori, all right. Well, he is, he's lighting his feet in this one. He is. I like he doesn't have a name in this movie. Yeah, he's just a stranger. Yeah, I like that. So it starts off the, the Jane and Ward meet in the diner where they always go and. Basically, they're talking about like getting a place together and getting married, and because he got his big break. It starts with the dumbest premise, by the way, which is that he's somehow surprising her. Like she doesn't. Oh, you know, it's their joke. Change his voice or anything. Like, how do you not know it's him? it sounds like him? Yeah. yeah. Like, is this seat taken? 
So right at the bat, you're just pissed off. I uh, yeah, set the tone. Yeah. I was already just like, oh, so she's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then and then they kept showing the um, the cook or whatever the fuck behind the counter there, and uh, he was just beaming like an idiot. Never seen yeah, yeah. Just, just smiling away no. like like there's nothing going on upstairs at all. Yeah. Smile <laughs> politely and everything. With them coffees. Yep. Here's your food. Smile. Oh, you're never coming back. Smile. Doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Congratulations. <laughs> I'm losing business. But uh, so my my note at the start was uh, the guy Michael Ward, the character Michael Ward. He drinks his orange juice and eats his toast weird. <laughs> I don't think I noticed that. What do you? His mean? sips were so tiny, and he took like the tiniest bites of his toast. Mm. Like stayed like, eating. I kind of like it was touching his lips, I guess, but. <laughs> He's just, he's just rubbing his lips with toast. Yeah. Mm, <laughs> those lips buttery. <laughs> I didn't notice, but that's really funny. Yeah, it, it, it bugged me. But <laughs> essentially, he's uh, he has like a front page news story, but he's also he was kind of like the key witness for a murder trial. Which is and weird, right? Kind of it weird. is that you're, you're reporting on it and you're also the key witness. I mean, I was kind of like, is that improper? And then I'm like, I I guess not. not I mean, what are you gonna? It wasn't. Well, but this is like his first byline. Yeah, yeah. And he only got it because he knew the victim. Hey, whatever works, right? Whatever gets you out of your crappy apartment into a less crappy apartment. He's, he got a big raise. I think it was like twelve bucks or something. Twelve bucks is now. Is that a year or a week or what? I guess a week, a probably. Week. Yeah, I guess maybe. I don't know. It's a good question. Because they they made like that's, that's not a year. No, it can't be. I'd <laughs> be crazy. Twelve bucks a year. I will Woo! do. I will do the uh... extra buck a month, baby. We're getting a three room apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, what's what's the uh, the calculator thing I want to do? Um, old time old time calculations dot com. Yeah, something like oh nineteen oh hey nineteen forty money to now. I guess that. Yeah, let's see. One dollar nineteen forty. Oh, I'm gonna do twelve dollars. Exciting stuff for the listeners. <laughs> yeah. I like by the way, John McGuire, who plays the lead guy in this movie, was in yeah. like nothing, man. The Invisible Ghost, Steamboat Round the Bend, Charlie Chan mm. at the Circus, which can't be good. No, uh, the, pr- the Prisoner of Shark Island. Hey. Is that a what kind of movie is that? That is a it's loosely based on the life of Maryland physician Samuel Mudd, who treated John Wilkes Booth. And it's, it's <laughs> called the what? What's it called? The Prisoner of Shark Island? Yeah, I don't um, know. Okay, hey, uh, twelve dollars nineteen forty. It was worth two hundred and thirty-five dollars and twelve cents today. So maybe a month. I'd say probably a month. Yeah, I guess he hit the jackpot. Hmm. So, but so, so he, so it's strange because like throughout this, Judy is concerned that they're like dooming a man to you know a death sentence. Yep. And so, but so it's you know it's the next little series is like the trial, which is sloppy. It's not realistic. I'm sure even for that time. Hey, wait like a Elijah minute. Cook is the criminal. I'm sorry, I need to interrupt this with uh, with a totally unrelated to this movie fact. Breaking news. <laughs> did it did it did it yes exactly yeah. right put those sound effects in <laughs> uh, so the guy the main guy in this movie 
is in another movie that we have done for Black and White Fright, a related podcast. Oh, really? Called Dead of Night. Okay, he, what was he in Dead of He plays Hugo in the Ventriloquist one. Wait, he like the voice? He's the dummy. of He's Hugo. Yeah, he's the voice. Oh, weird. Right? Well, I guess him some cred, some street cred, I guess. Yeah. Redeemed. That's fine. Hugo, no. for anyone that has not seen Dead of Night, watch it. It's very good. Yeah. Uh, but there's one particular segment. It's the first real, like, anthology horror movie. And there's a segment with the ventriloquist dummy that will oh. fucking haunt you. Yes. For a very yeah. long time. It's still... If I think about it now, it's like, oh. Well, now I am. Thank you. Yeah, it is really effectively disturbing. Yeah. So go watch that. And know that while he can't act very well in this movie, he does a very good dummy voice. Mm, yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for that tidbit. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> no, so the, it's Elijah Cook Jr.'s character. He's on trial because they everyone thinks that he uh, murdered... This like, guy, Nick, who has a, a cafe or a diner, like, because basically he he can't uh, pay, pay for his food. And he like, there's like an argument. He threatens to kill Nick. Yeah. And even though, but Michael Ward happens to be there, he pays for his food. But lo and behold, Nick is yeah, his throat slashed. Yeah. And, there's no evidence, though. This is the worst time. Yeah, there's to be. No, no witness mean, or anything. I mean, now it's still pretty bad, especially depending on your, your status in our society as far as courts go. But back then, clearly it's just, but I heard you probably did it. So, bye. Yeah. And everyone, and the jury's, the jury's falling asleep. The judge no is one, falling asleep. Yeah, no one gives two fucks. Yeah, they're just like, okay, yeah, we know you're guilty. Let's get it over with. Right. And there's no, but the evidence is that he was overheard saying something. That's it. There's no physical evidence at all. Yeah, and I've heard like the uh, the goofs section of IMDb also mentions that when the prosecutor cross-examines defendant Joe Briggs during his trial for murder, he cites Briggs' previous criminal record of, of one robbery conviction, citing the defendant's prior criminal history is inadmissible during a criminal trial. The Briggs attorney should have objected the prosecutor's statements. Well, so goodness. yeah, so his attorney, well, his they all say his attorney is like shit, anyways. I know, but it, it is for the death penalty for fuck's sakes. Yeah. This isn't like like a slap, a slap on the wrist. wrist. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jesus. So holy uh, moly. So he's he's uh he's he's found guilty eventually. And uh but it's funny because he's on when he's up at the stand, he's very upset, Elijah Cook Jr.'s character of uh, Joe Briggs. Yep. And and like he's like he's like, I'm not guilty. He's just like keep I didn't kill him. He keeps yelling. Oh at my him. god, he has a freak out. I don't blame yeah. him at all. It's effectively like Jesus, this yeah. poor fucking guy. Cause, well, because they do say that he, you know, he he saw the body and he panicked and he was just trying to get out of town. He's caught like packing his bag and stuff. So he he made himself right. seem suspicious. Right. Uh, but yeah, so he's found guilty and and uh, of course Judy again. She runs out. She's like dry heaving on the way. She can't take it. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she, it's, really, it's really comical. Just a minute of what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like pretty much mad at her. Her boyfriend Michael Ward about this. Well, she sees the sham that this trial is. Yeah, is what it is. And if he had not testified, he would not have been convicted. He's like the only testimony against this guy. Yep, very shaky. Right. So she says, and that, and then he goes back to his. We see him in his current 
it's like a weekly like tenement type place. Yeah, it's like a rooming house. Oh my god, I can't just imagine. I can't imagine no. like living like that. You paying whatever a week, and it's. He like, says he's been there for two years too. Yeah, and and, and fucking so he, yeah, he can hear his neighbor snoring, and he's like having these flashbacks. This is when all the self narration is taking place. Oh, dude, this killed me. It really yeah, killed a lot. Me. It's really long. Yeah, and, and most of it don't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it does introduce a good character, a memorable character. The neighbor. Ming. Because he's he's basically like super nosy and he complains about any noise and what's his name? Meng. Like Meng. Uh, is it Albert Meng. Like M E M E N G is his last name. Yeah, I don't think I noticed. Let's see. I'll tell oh, you. Yeah. Oh, he's the fucking worst. He's Albert just a, Meng. He's just a terrible person. Yeah, but and, and he's the, with the person. It's Charles Halton, perfect for the role. Yeah, no, no, he's he great. great. I mean, listen, it's always good when you have a character that you truly despise. Yeah, because they acted so well to make you despise them. Pretty good. Yeah, because uh, amongst these flashbacks is you know he I like that that Michael he's typing he's working on his typewriter at home. Yeah. And landlady and Albert Meng just just walk in. Yeah. Uninvited to complain about the noise. I quiet down. I can't sleep. And but it, this is right after we heard him snoring. So yeah, we, know, snoring. we know that he's annoying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it, this is what that happens. And then um, I think he's kind of snapped out of it because he, he hear, then he's like, I don't hear him snoring anymore. And he looks out in the hall and he's, you see, oh, oh, oh before no, and this isn't, that's not yet. Because no. we have at least one scene at the, cafeteria or something where he's drinking milk oh but that's a flashback later though oh is it yeah okay he sees like uh well before he went into his uh his home peter laurie was outside seeming to like use not he's just like loitering yeah but he's staring at him peter yeah. Laurie's like sitting on a step and as he walks by he just turns and stares at him get that white scarf for some reason yeah that it keeps flaunting yeah, yeah. and then he goes in and that happens but then he sees Pilori is goes into yeah, that apartment. Apartment, yeah. Uh, and then he doesn't think anything of it. But then that's when he notices the the snoring has stopped, and then he's he's like, "Yeah, I wonder if this is strange." And he sees him leaving, right? And he's he's like, "What the hell? Who are you? Why? What are you doing here?" Yeah, it's, this uh, is the best part of the movie to me. The chase. Yeah, it, it was it was very well shot, and you do have lot you have like the shadows happening here, which are very yeah. nice. This is him chasing Peter Laurie down the stairs. I love yeah. too. He runs all the way to the bottom and does like a nice fall and slide. Yeah. I was like, I wonder if that wasn't scripted because he really yeah. looks like he nailed the floor. Yeah, he just went for it. Yeah, but yeah, he gets chased out and he thinks he's lost him. Oh, he disappeared for a second. Uh oh. Uh, you're frozen. Can you hear me? I kinda sound robotic. Ooh, that's fun. Mm-hmm. You sound like a droid now. <laughs> can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Hey, let me try to switch my. is that any better i can hear you but your image is froze oh there you go okay okay sorry about that i switched wi-fi i'm gonna keep it in just so people will be pissed at you technologically i don't know man can't keep up with it (laughs) 
So, okay, where are we at? Well, uh, I I think at this point he, he he's back to his apartment. No, no, I, this is shame me. I actually didn't take notes on it, and I, I just watched it last night. But You're fine. I know he does. He, he suspects like something might be wrong, and he thinks he starts having more flashbacks. Well, yeah, because of the lack of snoring, really, is like his big. Yeah, thing. he's something's something's happened. Yeah, it's like this guy's an asshole. He's always really loud. Yeah, yeah, but I guess that's in the movie. That line in the movie. Oh yeah, that's part I, of the Eternal Monarch. This guy's always an asshole. <laughs> So essentially, he's he's wondering if something has happened. Yeah, like he's he's starting to act like Elijah Cook's character did, like getting paranoid. Yeah, because uh, he, he I think he goes he wants to check on him, but he, like he goes to touch the door, but then he hears in his head like the uh, the prosecutor saying like your fingerprints were there, so we know it was you kind of thing. So he doesn't right. do that. Yep. So he's in his apartment and he's just you know kind of freaking out about it. And uh, I think this is where he has a flashback because. If he's like, if he's dead, it couldn't be me. It was like, then he thinks like, oh, I have said things like, you know, in joking. Know. But why does he think it's him? Why? I don't understand where that even comes from. Well, it's not been, like he's taking like peyote or something and has no idea what's going on in his brain. Yeah. I don't get it. This is like a big part of the film now is him doubting himself. First off, he has seen Peter Laurie, who is very fucking weird. Yeah. In this apartment. Clearly, it's Peter Laurie, yeah. but instead he's like, well, "Might have been me." Like, I don't. Well, I think he's just more concerned that everyone else is going to think it's him based on some recent things that he has been involved with with Meng and has said about him. Wouldn't you be like, "Well, clearly, the guy that was convicted at the beginning of the movie was not the guy, and the real guy did this right next to my house. He's sending me like a message or something." All right, take it easy. I'm your friend oh. here. <laughs> no, it's, it's just the logic makes no sense. And it's, yeah. it's such a big part of the plot. That it's like, what are you fucking even talking about? Well, if they hadn't done that, this movie would have been like 24 minutes instead of like an hour and four minutes. So <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> so it's, they had these little flashbacks where he's having a, like lunch with one of his reporter buddies and Ming happens to come in and he's being snooty and whatever. He goes up to them and he's like, oh, you shouldn't drink coffee later and keep you awake. He's like, Milk is the way to go. Oh, God. These but then when he leaves, Ward, Ward says, yeah, I think he says he like, would, wouldn't mind like slitting his throat. You know, he, of course, doesn't mean it, but he's blown off some steam. But yeah, he's, he's, he's not happy with him. What an odd thing to say. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've, I've been mad at lots of people. I've I've never gotten real specific with how I'd like to yeah. die. You'd be like, ooh, I want to kill him, but yeah. Yeah, a little weird. Ooh, I want to tie this particular cinder block out of my backyard to their feet and drop them in a <laughs> lake. Right, exactly. It's very specific. Oh, if I had a really sharp knife, I'd stab him right in the trachea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'd stare at him to make sure he died before I left. So yeah, so he does remember that. So he's like, oh God, I have witnesses. Everyone's going to think I did it. Although... Has he actually found the body at this point? I don't think he has, but I think he's having all this paranoia first. Yeah, okay. And he also he has a flashback to when Judy comes to his apartment for the first time because they get out of the rain. And he's like, oh, I, I can have guests yeah. here because no one ever told me I couldn't. Yeah, and, oh my God. And because Meng is such a nosy bastard. Again, my lady burst in. 
with Meng. You see, I told you there's a woman here, and oh this God. is a respectable place. And yeah, so he's just—he's a huge asshole. But you know, Ward grabs him by the collar, and he's—you know—it's yeah. like, ooh, he threatens him again. He threatens him, yeah, because yeah. like a couple times. Yeah. Uh, so they, but they get out of there. So yes, he's, he's he's thinking, oh, these things could maybe look like you know I may have done it. That's when he's when he shouts, "I'm going to give you a Colombian necktie." He's like real specific. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to give you a rusty trombone. <laughs> to death. Oh my goodness. But what it leads to for me, what I thought was the best part of the movie was the dream, the dream sequence. Okay. You didn't like the dream sequence? It's fine. No, I think just visually, yeah, not, the, just... not the idea that he had like this nightmare, but just, I liked yeah. how everything looked. It was, I mean, the, for the most part, the rest of the movie was, you know, regular. Yeah, you know, there were some interesting shots, but like this, they like they like, put all the creative energy yeah. towards the seek because you know he's he's imagining, oh, not imagining, he's dreaming that. Well, first off, it, he throws it off, and then and then all the reporters are there and they're accusing him, and they don't believe him. Yeah, and he's in this like huge courtroom, and I did you know, like I like the big newspapers that say like murder. Yes, those are pretty awesome. Yeah, those are great. But it's just it's a, it's almost like trippy. There's well, like weird spirals happening, and yeah, a little bit. It's like he's like sitting alone, like in a really big room. Yeah. At one point, it was it was very much like a, it felt like a like a crazy like stage play. Yeah. Or something like or huge, like, huge crazy props and stuff. Yeah, and then like he's like he's, he gets haunted by the statue of uh, justice, the blind justice, or just justice is blind rather. Oh, a couple it's, times. It's so heavy-handed. It, yeah, I know. It's, it's the it's the judge, and the judge disappears and turns into the, the yeah the scale. And you're like, yeah, oh, it was oh. it was weird, but I I just found it interesting because I think 1940 saw a lot of movies that weren't going to great lengths. Sure. So th- this seemed like they put in a lot of extra effort. Very Twilight Zone. It was uh, yeah 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 because at one point too, you know the. Uh, like Peter Laurie is there, like in this, you know, it's you could tell it's like uh, there's some rows of seats, and then they just go in endlessly, and you know, it's like a, a painting, yeah. but it just it still looks good. And he's like watching with his scarf, and yeah, and he's about to get electrocuted, and Meng comes in to watch. Yeah, you know, he's supposed to be dead. Yep, yep. So no, it, that was, I mean, for me, that's that's what caught my attention the most. But then well, he, uh, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, because even in, in this dream, like Judy doesn't believe him. And right. he like rough, like he's like shaking her. She's like, "You're hurting me," and the cops just standing by watching. Right, way to, way to go, copper. Well, you're like, well, yeah, that's pretty accurate for 1940. <laughs> <laughs> he's hurting yeah. you. I better take her home, Mister. <laughs> uh, so he he wakes up, and I think at this point, and I, I really hope I'm not wrong with the order of things. Everybody well could be, but that's when he decides to actually check because he, he like listens in the wall again. He still doesn't hear anything. Right. He, yeah, he fell asleep listening to the wall in like a really uncomfortable looking position. Yeah. Like all curled up, but like not in a fetal position. Like all this curled up like you broke his bones. Yeah. <laughs> Very awkward, <laughs> painful looking. Yeah. And he sees that Meng is dead. Yeah. And so he, he does the exact same thing that... Uh... Instead of doing like a fucking happy dance. Oh yeah! First off, yeah, he, out. he loses his shit immediately. Is like I'm gonna run for it. No yeah, one's he, chasing me, but I'm gonna run for it. 
Yeah, he's packing a bag. He's waking up Judy at like one in the morning. Yeah, like, meet me in the park and I need all your money. She's like, yeah. what? <laughs> right, right. And she has a roommate too. That is in the now same in room. A, that's it. On, that's it on all of this, though. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just they meet in the park and he's explaining his wild theory and she's like, "How do you mind?" She's like, "Did you not have a glass of milk before bed?" Yeah, that's, that's good. For you me. have coffee. <laughs> that's all this was, by the way. It was just yeah. because he had coffee. <laughs> yeah. But she talks some sense into him. It's yeah. funny too. He uh, he calls the police from somewhere, and by the time he gets back to his apartment, the police are there. They're getting a stretcher. Nate goes to go in and. The, the cops like you can't go in there. He's like, I made the call. That's all I said. Didn't like specify anything. Right, come right in. Sure. <laughs> yeah. No problem, sir. I think they're even like, are you the guy? Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah. home too. I guess he's well enough to know because everyone's like, hey, bored. What's right. up? But he gets up there and like no one's at all suspicious of him. Of no, course. they're just like, oh, that's a weird coincidence. So yeah. Anyways. Yeah. 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 But he, he, like, he's feeling guilt now because of Judy about maybe they, they did get the wrong person because it's the same crime twice now. And you get this creepy guy with the scarf lurking around. Who, who knows what, what's up with him? Yeah. Uh, so he, I don't know if it's the, if he's not like what his position was as the police officer in the suit with the mustache. I don't know if he's a chief or just some other high ranking official. Yeah, I don't know. But like, there's, oh, we're going to go wake up the DE, uh, the, the DA at whatever time. Yeah. And I'm assuming it's still the middle of the night, but he is like, I'm going to shave my face anyways. I'm awake. What the hell? <laughs> I got to look my best. Yeah. But it, it's, it seems very easy just to talk everyone into going along with this theory, which it's still, it's a shaky theory. Oh, two people had their throat slice. And I think it's this guy that I saw, but I can't describe to you. Yeah. But don't, no one, else, the guy no that one I, else has seen. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it is. Because you do the montage, like while he's that, while he's doing that, Judy is like combing, like she's just combing the town for anyone that may think that's seen this guy around. She's looking too for the white scarf. Yeah, which I guess he maybe wisely he's not wearing it at one point. I think I think she used the term "lorrying around" at one point. Oh, have you, have you seen anyone that's lorrying around? Yeah, yeah. like she's like, did you ever see a Mad Love? Just picture that guy with hair. <laughs> that's right. And or or M, if you've seen M, drop about twenty pounds, and he yeah. might be speaking English. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so she's just like spent. She stops at a at a diner to get a coffee, yeah. and she's like talking to the guy there, and then someone else comes in off camera. He <laughs> probably you, talks your name for this evening. Yes, and this, this person you hear the voice before you see who it is. They want two hamburgers raw. Yep. But and the, the guy's is like, oh, tatar, sure. <laughs> yep. No problem. Doesn't even want buns for him. Nope. Uh, and then you pan pocket, out pocket burgers. Yeah, and because the way she's describing, like, of course, the the bulging eyes. They say f in the full lips. Yeah. It's, like, it's almost like they described the uh, the Warner Brothers, like the Looney Tunes version, the car caricature <laughs> of him. Yeah, it's accurate. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> and so at first she's like, hmm. And so you know, the guy pays twenty cents for his two hamburgers. Mm -hmm. uh, and she follows him outside. And he's, oh, he's just feeding the dog. Dog yeah, follow him. Stray dog. Yeah, here, get some worms. Have this rum eat. I did forty. Yeah. And so she's like, "Oh, I'm like, he's like, why are you staring at me?" He's like, "Oh, I thought you were someone else." 
Yeah. But then, so she, you know, she's just like, oh, I made a mistake. And, but as he walks away, putting she, that white scarf on. I, right. But so she goes to catch up to him. It's the lady. Calm down. She's like, like stepping on his feet. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Like she's not, there's no, there's no uh, taking no a slow, moment to reflect and maybe no try not to be seen. Yeah. She's just like, Woof, like in his Ooh. fucking face. You know, it's, it's, that's probably more like a real life reaction. If you thought this guy murdered people, you try to bump into him. No, I'm just saying that the fact that, oh, I found this person. Well, yeah, you, you might you, want to follow can... him, but yeah. I mean, she's giving him flat tires when he walks. <laughs> like, like, it's kind of ridiculous. Because yeah. he stops short and she's like, boom, like, yeah. bumps into him. And he's like, what the hell? Right. But so she gets him to like walk him home because it's late. And he's, but it's funny. He basically like she's trying to like, you know, so kind of like beat her on the bush. And he's like, yeah, I kill people. Well, yeah, but first, but, she's, first she's like, I want to be your friend. Yeah. He's like, okay. The fuck? Yeah. Because he's, t- oh, he's also like, you. they didn't send you. They can't like, you know, the authorities. Right. It's like, no, they wouldn't send a woman. He's like, of course not. This is 1940. I, I thought, actually, I thought he might have been alluding to, like, a mental institution or something. Yeah, as opposed to a prison, but, you know, whatever it was. I mean, yeah. that makes more sense because he's obviously <laughs> he's not all there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and when she realizes this, because he's just confessing, you know, he's like, "Oh, I had to kill that other man because he just didn't like me loitering." Yep. Uh, and so she pretends that her apartment's here. It's like, "Oh, thanks, thanks for the ride." Yep. And um, but she tries to go in, and the landlady who answers is like, "Fuck off, drunk." Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, like of he's course, just, he's, he's like, "Why did you lie to me?" Yeah. Well, you you know, murder people. And, right. But it's weird. He, she's he kind of grabs her, but he lets her get out of her coat. Yeah, it's like a, yeah. I think it's supposed to be that she eluded him this way, but clear. Like I don't know if they didn't speed up the film they wanted to or something because it's like real slow motion. Yeah, and she just kind of like slides out of her coat, and he just like holds it, and pulls it back a little bit. I guess maybe under her breath, she's like, "I'm hot." He's like, "Let me help you." <laughs> yeah, man, maybe that part. Oh, yeah, so she runs away, and then, like, after like a three second delay, he's like, Oh, I better run after her. Yeah, throws her coat. Yep. Yeah. And, and then he runs in the street and he gets hit by a truck. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was a cool little shot, I thought. Actually. Yeah. Because it shows the truck coming, and then it's a quick cut to him. It looks like going under the truck. Yeah. Real fast. I mean, it's like split second, but kind of cool looking. Mm-hmm. And then she just uh, she hugs a line post. And yeah, upset, but the driver immediately is like, "I didn't do it." Yeah, like, you saw what happened, lady. I couldn't help it. Like, yeah, I would have assumed that it, it was like her friend or something. There's no care at all given to her. It's just like totally me, me, me. Yeah, yeah. I gotta save my ass. Yeah, I gotta deliver this meat or whatever back there. Yeah. Oh, he's delivering raw raw hamburger. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a bunch of people come around and a police officer. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. He's just like, this guy looks like the guy we've been looking for all day. <laughs> and, I know. And meanwhile, Bill yeah. Laurie's just been walking around yeah. <laughs> like all day. Like, yep. different, these two idiots who know each other bumped into him separately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she's like, yes, he's the one who did it. He told me. And I thought he was dead already. 
But then they yeah. like, like, is that right? And he's like, yes, it is. But then he's just like, I'm not going back. And he just dies. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, but he confesses. He confesses before he dies. And yeah. so that leads to um, back to the oh. diner again. This is the last time they're going to the diner because they're getting their own place. Oh. Where, where I think, believe he says he can cook. Uh, she can cook for him. Yep. <sighs> no more going out for breakfast, baby. We're sitting in. Yeah. Yeah, that that dopey counter guy is like, you never coming life. back here no more. That's yeah. wonderful's. <laughs> He's so stupid. Yeah. Oh yeah, we you see. Bye, like, I'm not bye, bye, business. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate I hate this ending so much. Oh. Well, it, yeah, because they go outside and they're gonna like walk to get married. He has the uh, the certificate. To yeah. Get married. He's like, surprise! We're going to get married right now. Get in line. Yeah. 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 And. I didn't even realize at first that there's a taxi driver. It's like taxi. I thought there was just like, you know, a background person, but uh, lo and behold, Elijah Cook Jr. All uh, happy. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst. And, oh, oh, uh, now we, we don't want to pay for a ride. This one's on the house. I would have loved it though. If they cut to it later, they're driving away. And he's like, you know, you still had me convicted. You motherfucker. Just, yeah. Or, or just like it cuts to like a, a cab, like found on the side of the road with them in the back with their, throat slit and he yeah oh found. yeah that would have been fun yeah anything, anything but this horrible cliche yeah of a happy ending Ugh. even has like the, the music swells up like, yeah it does oh speak at this at the start i did like the uh, the font it was a good film noir type font yes the credits are fine mm-hmm. yeah yep. yep. <laughs> gotta get that in there no it's true it's nice to point out decent credits mm-hmm. yeah those are but yeah that ending was, was way too happy yeah, the, the music guess, the music throughout the movie was kind of as well. Nothing special. Yeah, um, I I have a note for uh, the guy who played Meng. Uh, I looked at some of the other parts he's played, and he was always like a like you know, a lot of uncredited or just little bit parts. Although he was one of the bank examiners from It's a Wonderful Life. I was gonna say he looks like a banker. Yeah, so well, that was perfect. some. There were some of his roles, but I have some of, some of the names of the people he played. Oh, fun! Yeah. So in these, I think these the ones I chose uh, fit this. I, I'm assuming they're all the other like pricks like this. So we <laughs> yeah. have uh, Leonard Nettleford, Mister Bits. Oh, that's a good one. Popsy the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, his, that's his whole last name. The yeah. lawyer, uh, yeah. Mister Wixby. That's a good name for him. Yeah, Trilby. I'm assuming it's the last name. Yeah, uh, Doctor Bullfinch. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, Farnsworth, a loan shark. Uh, I'm not buying this guy's a bad guy at all. Like, like a criminal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mr. Mr. EJ Finger Mogul. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He got rich on fingers, huh? Yeah. Oliver yeah. Brixton. That's a good name. Uh, Mr. Pinchback. Wow. Professor right. Moggs. Uh, no, this well, is the weirdest. I, I can see him as a professor. Yeah, I think it was like judges, professors. There were some bankers. Like uh, prof- professionals. Yeah. yeah. Sensorial pipsqueak. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. I think this one's really uh, Mr. Tweedle. Oh, that's a great name for him. Yeah. Hyperion Picot. That's a fucking great name for yeah. anyone. Yeah. And Mr. Mitwick, high school principal. You know, my, my son's 16, but maybe I'll rename him Hyperion. It's never too late before he turns 18, do it. Yeah. Uh, Pringle. And yeah. the last is how I listed this is from a Wikipedia entry. It's a Merkel, the shyster. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, he, he does look kind of like a shyster. 
Yeah, I yeah. can I can see him in that role. Yeah. And just anything is just all stuffy and, but I never. Yeah, that's right. Stuff. Yeah, right. You dare speak to me like that? Do you know who I am? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think he, I think yeah. Uh, besides, second to Peter Lorre, I think uh, this guy was the the next uh, memorable oh, second memorable character in the movie. Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, it, you can play an annoying asshole this well. Probably. Oh yeah, he was yeah. perfection. Because if he really was that annoying, like in life, he would have been murdered before this. Oh, yeah, and I, I was happy to see his character get murdered. Oh yeah. No, I didn't give a fuck. I didn't, care, plus. I didn't care who did it. I mean, the movie could have ended right there. <laughs> I would have been like, all right. Yay. It was probably Peter Laurie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to uh, you want to give it your rating? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I clearly didn't like it very much. Um, <laughs> yes. I, I mean, it, it's not the worst plot in the world. It's just, it's it was made. Yeah, it was. It I was under well made. It wasn't poorly made. It wasn't either. It was just. It's just kind of there. Yeah. Peter Laurie, who I do genuinely like in pretty much everything, is fine. But as you mentioned earlier, very limited. Yeah. Um, and his dialogue is pretty fucking stupid for the most part in this. The whole character really makes no sense. Wait, wait, wait. Two raw hamburgers. You don't like that? I do like that. But is this? We don't get any idea as to what his deal is. Like, yeah, I mean, his hint of he maybe he's crazy, right? But like, what what's his history? We get nothing. We get yeah. this like lunatic is dropped off in this city for like a week or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, like, if you know. if you had at least shown like him escaping an asylum or something, there you go. Any, anything we have nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and what, he, what's, like, with the, what's with the scarf? I, I mean, say, like he. Saw like on on a mannequin in a store display, he just took it because he like right. Some something is is it tied to his history? Does it mean something? Like mm -hmm. none of the characters are fleshed out at yeah. all. Uh, you have the main character who's super paranoid, and I don't understand why. Really, mm -hmm. um, yeah. She's a goddamn bore throughout this whole <laughs> fucking movie. You're like, God bless you, kids. Go get married because you're two fucking dimwits. Um, yeah, not great. Uh, I, I would give it a four for what though? Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, oh, wow. Um, I will give it oh, four nice glasses of milk before bed. Ooh, that's nice. You're, you're gonna sleep well. <laughs> Imagine just drinking down four glasses of milk and going right to bed. <laughs> just every night I wake up in a nice warm puddle, it's so comforting. <laughs> Oh. Must be the milk. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I can agree with you for the most part. I, I think you know Peter Lurie was serviceable, but I'm I'm wondering how into it he was if he knew he was just fulfilling a contract. Right. Um, but also, you know, also playing a weird man again. Yeah, yeah you probably like, oh this again. Right. Oh, I got to touch raw meat. Great. <laughs> But uh, no, it, him and, and Charles Halton, though, they were still uh, made it worth a watch, I think. And I just, I, I really genuinely enjoyed the dream sequence personally. I just thought it was well, right. well done. As you kind of went through it, I went, oh, yeah, like I forgot some of it. But um, yeah, but it, yeah me, it, it was different. Yeah, it made me think of oh, what the hell is the one we just watched not too long ago with um, 
Oh, the one that has like the at the end is in the fun house with Orson Welles. Oh, Lady from uh, Shanghai. Lady from Shanghai, yeah. It just had like, lots of those like, you know, like wide shots and these big rooms and stuff and then interesting shadows. Yeah. So it, it made me think of that a bit. Yeah. Um but I, I gave it uh I give it uh, five silky white scarves thrown over your shoulder. Oh well that's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's the middle of the road. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't it, it's only sixty four minutes. Yeah, if so. someone was like, I'm gonna watch this movie, I wouldn't like tackle them and take the remote. <laughs> no. But if someone was like, Should I watch this movie? No. You should yeah. not watch this movie. I'd say unless uh, you've like Peter Lorley and you haven't seen him in this yeah, role. You, you have to be real diehard. I mean, you're probably better off just YouTubing the two minutes of Peter Lorley footage. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I chose it because I, I didn't know how long he was in it or what his deal was, but I just I that's mean, what drew me to it. Don't make excuses. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, so, I mean, that's the beauty of this, right? We watch movies that we probably haven't seen. So yeah, I think for the most part, I, these movies I haven't seen, I'd say. And at least 90% of them have actually really liked. So yeah. it's been pretty good. good. Every once in a while, there's a Quaker. That, it happens. It happens. Speaking of, did you, uh, were you able to decide? Yeah. So, uh, so the next time uh, we do this, we're going to be watching a movie called Scarlet Street. Okay. Um, which is Fritz Lang. All right. Uh, which is funny because I mentioned M, one of my favorite movies, Peter Lorre, Fritz Lang. Ah, you've made a connection. Um, so I'll read you the synopsis if you want. A little, sure. little appetite wetter, if you will. Hmm. Chris, this guy's the main character's name is Chris Cross. Nice. All right. Jump already, yep. <laughs> 25 years a cashier, has a gold watch and a little else. That rainy night, he rescues delectable Kitty from her, from her abusive boyfriend, Johnny. Smitten, amateur painter Chris lets Kitty think he's a wealthy artist. At Johnny's urging, she lets Chris establish her in an apartment with his shrewdest wife's money. And there, Chris paints masterpieces, but Johnny sells them under Kitty's name with disastrous and ironic results. Oh, disaster and, and irony. Edward G. Robinson as Christopher Cross, Joan Bennett, Dan Duryea. Oh, your boy. My boy. So, uh, yeah. I mean, look at these are the characters. You ready? Christopher Cross, which is already hilarious. Yeah. Catherine, Kitty March, John, <laughs> Johnny Prince, Patch Eye Higgins. Ooh, Patch Eye Higgins. <laughs> Pop Lejean. There's a Charles Pringle. <laughs> There's a lot of like policemen uncredited, detective <laughs> uncredited, a lot of policemen, priest, first policeman in park, minor role. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, that will be um, that will be the next time. Scarlet Street from 1945. All right. Well then, sorry that there weren't any guns, and I don't think you're right. There weren't any cigarettes either. No, I mean barely a dame. How much I guess, but she's not really dame. Well, a landlady. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, there was a two young ladies in the uh, the diner that. Uh, oh, they made, were dames. Yeah, they were, they were dames. dames. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. okay, I got. I definitely got Thank one of the three. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so anyone keeping score at home, you can mark them in your scorecard officially. Yeah. You know, one of them might have had a gun for protection in a handbag. Yes, you know, someone had cigarettes in their in their pocket or their. All right, we're covered. We're all covered right, good. All. Yeah. Assumed. Yes. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Take it easy. Everybody.
Guns. Games. Cigarettes. 